Comic-Con, James Gunn and our Equalizer 2 review. Welcome to a very special upcoming attractions episode of Midnight Double Feature. I want to strap in. Fucking hell, Matt! Welcome back. What a fucking weekend it's been. It's been a it's been a, a big week in terms of nerd nerdgasming and nerd nerddom. Uh, how you doing today, man? Um, I'm sick as a dog. I am so <laughs> fucked, mate. But uh, as you definitely know, uh, Comic Con is probably my favorite time of the year. Not because I'm going there and hang out with all the cosplay and all that stuff. No, I'm. I just love the fucking movie trailers that come out every time and all the great stories we get. So I'm pretty stoked. Dude, it's been a it's been a big weekend in terms of trailers. Let's just fucking not bury the lead and just dive into it. Um <laughs> you probably don't know, but as the audience has already heard, I've already kind of edited the uh, Aquaman trailer music in here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what did you think about Aquaman? What did you think about the trailer? Because you asked me, and I was like, let's save it for the fucking podcast. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say... Um, it, God. I, I want to be wrong, but it looks like Green Lantern meets Jupiter Ascending. <laughs> dude i'm i am oh boy I'm, I'm watching it and i'm like no what are you doing it, okay like when talk like sometimes like when i oh you watch something like batman v superman and it's like the story's not coherent like what they're trying to tell me in the trailer is not coherent i i feel like there's some really fucking cool moments in it and but i'm just hoping like think visually it's cool but i don't know it's it's not a i'm not i'm not stoked on it james wan hasn't let me down before i'm hoping he pulls through on this one but um yeah what do you reckon (laughs) are you ready yeah i fucking love this trailer Dude, I think it's trash. <laughs> Dude, th- like, you- uh, just, just, um, everything. Sell me on about- it. Sell me on it. Okay. All right. Everything about this trailer to me is just awesome. Like, it just feels like, it feels like confidence. Um, <clears throat> like, Warner Brothers, I mean, obviously, they've taken a big hit from Justice League. Uh, because I, when I watched Justice League, I was like, okay, DCEU, time of death, November 2017. Because that movie was garbage, um, but so this is their first movie back into the into the DC EU, which they're not calling the DC EU anymore. They're calling it DC Worlds, which is weird. Did you hear about this? No, uh, but can yeah. I take a guess at what it? Do you know anything more else? Anything else about it? Or is it just the name? No, just the name. Uh, I'm going to take a guess. The reason they're doing this maybe is because. They don't want to limit themselves to that, so they can do other films like that Joker origin film and yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. So they have that a bit too. more freedom, like, like but there's like essentially standalone give- kind of things. Yeah, but they're essentially giving up on. Um, I think honestly, yeah, Ben Affleck leaving was like, uh, they felt like they couldn't recover from that. Maybe. Well, he but hasn't that- officially left yet. He hasn't, but like, he'll. I leave. feel. I th- I think we can all assume he's going to. All right. Let me let me talk about Aquaman. Um. 
Yeah, I fucking loved it, man. The the one thing that I really okay, I always listen out for for good trailer music. You do <laughs> love your tra- trailer music. You love. That. I do love my trailer music, man. And the music in this trailer is <laughs> fucking awesome. Um, like the the choir, like the vocal that we get um, the first time we see Atlantis, it's it's pretty fucking badass, man. Um, not to mention, like I didn't like Jason Momoa's kind of oh yeah, bro, like take on Aquaman, but I I I dug it in this trailer. I love well, like uh, uh, like when they t- when they dive in that little submarine, like when you see uh, Atlantis, and all you hear is like badass from him. Like uh, I I loved it. I, I dig it. I uh, do admit. I think they've turned his broness down a little bit. Like they've made a slight adjustment, so maybe it, it can help him carry a film more. But I yeah, do like probably. that. I do like that. Yeah. Um. Let's. Okay, well, because the next the next big thing that struck me about the trailer was obviously the visuals. The visuals are spectacular. There is a shot um, of, I, th- I think it's the Atlanteans, they're diving from a boat into the ocean, and then you see, like, this massive trench, like it's this wide shot. Um, and, dude, that shot looks amazing. It's like this kind of red light, and, like, you see these creatures, like, around them. Um, there's just some, like, visually some really good stuff that's happening here. Uh, the c- CG, you know, it doesn't... Doesn't bother me. Like I know it bothers some other people. I don't really. It it like the the. Do you mean the part, quality or the amount? Yeah, no, no, the quality. Because obviously yeah. there's going to be CG amount in this, right? Like you can't really do a practical movie like this. Um, but yeah, the the roughest part with the CG for me was when the shark bangs its head against the. Oh, uh, I was going to say, man, like, and the it, it's more painful because so early in the trailer. Um, that's right. So yeah. when that happens, I'm just like, oh no! It looks like. The shark from Bait 3D or something. You know? oh, but that being said, shit. in, in Aquaman's defense, in James Bond's, in everybody's defense, there's never, ever been a believable CGI shark in a film. In fact, the way they've got the them swimming and talking with water around to be kind of believable in this movie is actually an achievement. So I've got to give him credit for that because- it's so easy to fuck this up. Like, so well, we've I, got our I, resident I, resident shark expert Matt Vella here. So, <laughs> no, um, no, so, yeah, so I don't we'll, blame them for shit like that. We'll see how it turns out in the mag, hey. Um, <laughs> but anyway, no, but uh, I, I will say, sorry, was there more yet on Aquaman? Oh yeah, I was gonna just fucking break it down. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. Um, I had a, I had, a, I had a couple other things, but uh, what do you think about the visuals in general? Like, uh, besides um, that, look, I. I there were a few cool ones. The the final shot with that whatever the fuck that prehistoric yeah. dinosaur shark thing. But um, like what I will Jurassic give World. one thing. The one thing I'm super super hyped about. Um, and you know I'm gonna say. Um, yeah. And it's only he's only in it for like three shots movie. But Black Manta hmm. he looks fucking great. Yeah, man. Um, he's played by um. Y- I'm gonna butcher his name, but. Yaya Abdul Mateen the <laughs> second. Jesus Christ, you know that's what? a name. I've heard people do it worse, so come <laughs> All on right. Here. Yeah. All right. But yeah. that that outfit looks fucking badass, bro. And the laser eyes look fucking sick. Yes. Like that that um, got me pretty hyped. Everyone's everyone's talking about um him, but I want to talk about Ocean Master, man. Ocean 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 Master looks badass, I think. Um 
I, I especially love the actor that they chose for him, uh, Patrick Wilson. He's from Fargo. He's from a few things actually. He's he kills it in everything I've seen. So um, he's got a he's got a pretty cool screen presence. Uh, but the thing that I don't like is it seems like they're doing a, a Thor kind of story. Like my half brother is uh, kind of evil, and I have to fight him, kind of thing. Uh, well, to be honest, I and think they're the fighting source, for a throne. The source material, they, it's pretty on. It's pretty close to that. So I think they're kind of stuck there. But I, I do got to say, like, you can barely get that out from this trailer. I think my. Well, sorry, I got to ask: Is this a trailer or a teaser? It's a trailer, right? Is that I'm what they're calling it? I'm going to say it's a trailer. Trailer, sorry. Trailer, because I, I think my big problem with it really, and maybe it would help me have a more positive opinion on it, is I feel like when I'm watching this trailer, I don't know much about any of these characters. I don't fully understand the story. I, I kind of got an idea. I got a gist of it. And I have zero ideas what stakes are. Is it like, are they trying to save the world? Are they trying to save Atlantis? Or And... I know it's kind of just like it's like a montage of cool shots, which you know it's 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 not a bad thing. It's just like I I have trouble forming a proper understanding from it. I uh, I don't have that problem. Yeah, <laughs> like no, I've got right. I've got no besides besides uh, Justice League. I've got no previous exposure to Aquaman, and I think for me it did a really good job of like. Um, telling me what was going on. Um, like, he's been called back to Atlantis because his half-brother his half brother is declaring war against the the surface world, which, you know, I'm fine uh, with. Yeah, yeah, okay, I, I get that, I guess, yeah. Um, and plus, the movie's five months away. Like, we're, we're going to get uh, <laughs> we're gonna get a lot more shit. Like, they had to show us something because it's Comic-Con, right? Yeah. Um, Look, what I will say yeah, man, is, I, like, I know I, I know I came out pretty negative on it, but... You know, I felt a lot worse about many other DC films seeing their right, trailers. Like exactly. the first Suicide Squad trailer was so vanilla. Mm-hmm. Um, Batman v Superman was like, oh, I've seen the film, and I wasn't impressed. Like for me, it was Justice League. Justice League. I always liked that trailer. I didn't love Ugh. it, but I liked it. Um, but yeah, as far as trailers go, yeah, I don't know. I thought it was okay. All right, all right. Um, I yeah, I I loved it, man. I, a lot. Of, I, I know I'm in go, the minority. I know I'm in the minority. Yeah. Well, actually, you might not be. I mean, I, I've I've been kind of like looking around on the internet, <laughs> which is a great way to tell, <laughs> you know, a great a great impartial source for information. Uh, the internet. Um, yeah, it, everyone's a little kind of lukewarm to a bit sort of negative on it. I mean, for me. For me, it's about how a movie, how the trailer makes me feel about a movie, not what it gives away. Um, and just the way this this uh, trailer is really edited and and the music and everything, it just has me hyped. So I was I always said with this movie, um, because Justice League for me was dead on arrival. Um, I will wait for a trailer until I make my decision on being hyped about this movie. And now I'm definitely hyped. I think so, something yeah. could that could d- tell me what you got from this, right? With the with the way they did it, it's like it seemed kind of dark. I'm like, oh, I thought DC were going to get away from the darkness, but maybe that was just because of the blues of the water and the oceans and stuff. Like, I, it felt like this is going to be like I hope it's not going to be too gritty or anything like that. 
I thought it was dark at the start when they're showing uh, the lighthouse and everything like that. With the rain but, and everything. Yeah, but that's literally it. I didn't get a sense of darkness after that, especially after they showed us Atlantis. Um, oh, that like, was, was pretty like, bright and yeah. Yeah. I yeah, hope but, most of the film's like that. Yeah, but um, moving on to something that's not dark, continuing our little segues, Shazam. Oh, now this I'm fucking stoked for. This is a fucking trailer right here. Please tell me you, you agree with so? me. You hate it. Are we are we you opposites? So? You think so? Dude, I thought I, it was no, like look, we're not we're not opposites. I'm I'm not negative, I'm not overly positive. I'm positive, but <laughs> not overly. Like look, uh, there's a few um cliches I'm seeing there. There's a few moments that are even a little bit corny, but like I love they they really captured that that tone of um oh I'm a, I'm a little boy and his big person's body um i thought it was it was fun it makes me feel like i'm gonna have a good time watching this film um i thought it was just really uh well put together and this is like it it was very it set everything up really crazy i don't need it to be super epic in fact they barely even touched on the villains and the the problems of what's going on it was more like the origins but like yeah, man, I saw this trailer and I was like, wow, this is fucking great. Like, I loved it. I'd, I'd say the reason, like, they weren't touching on anything else was because, you know, this this is this movie's a long way away. This is in April, which is crazy. Um, we, I, I liked, okay, I was a bit worried about this movie because the set photos of Zachary Levi didn't look very appealing, no, uh, but he didn't. looks good, like, he looks good in the movie, and he, and plus he's fucking funny. Um, like he, yeah, he's he actually great. sells. Yeah, he sells a humor really well. Like when they're in the in the convenience store, and he's like, "I'm bulletproof. I'm bulletproof. You're a dad." <laughs> <laughs> like, like it's just it's shit like that. I'm this next door neighbor who's like eight, and that's like something he would say. He'd be like, "You're dead." <laughs> like yeah, he, he legit. Yeah. Like when he said that, I'm like. Dude, I know an eight year old who, who he even does the same facial expressions. Like yeah. Uh, I, 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 I dig was, it, man. I, I dig it. Really my, my favorite shot. Yeah, my favorite shot in the in the trailer is like when he's obviously walking towards the camera and he's like Shazam, and then he turns into into Shazam. It's yeah. it's fucking cool, man. Very superhero. Um, I, I really love yeah. the him trying to fly. Like the, the, yeah, they do the me whole too. Thing, and he tries to fly and he falls in one shot. Dude, how um, weirdly natural does it look? Like it doesn't look like it's CG, but obviously it's CG. Like yeah. it look, the way he falls is like holy shit, that looks so <laughs> crazy. Maybe it's with wire work or something. Uh I, I don't know. Maybe it's or it's CG assisted or I did want to I did want to throw something in there. Um do you know who plays the wizard in that trailer? I do not. Uh, so crazy Marvel crossover, Jimin Honsu, who plays, uh, uh, fuck, I don't remember his character's name, but in Guardians, you know, when Guardians at the start, uh, Star-Lord's like, I'm Star-Lord, man. Uh, he's like, who? who? That yeah, guy? That guy. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's in heaps of movies. He's in Blood Diamond, for fuck's sake. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I dug this trailer. Uh, you know, I didn't dig it as much as everyone else did i think i think it's because i saw the aquaman trailer first and i'm a bit more hyped on it because it just felt a bit more sort of i like the epic kind of thing about it um where shazam i was just a bit like oh, okay i'm on i'm on i'm on board but you know i'm not completely 100 percent sold yet um for me <clears throat> for me uh, a superhero movie is kind of measured by its villains <coughs> 
So I'm I'm kind of keen to see what they do with the villain in this. Like I, we got a quick look at Mark Strong, um, who blocked a punch from Shazam in the trailer quickly. So I'm I'm really keen to see more of him. Um, what, I think what do you with think? Shazam, um, we can expect the villain to be kind of weak. I think this is going to really be focusing more on um, the children and their relationships with each other, and you know, going for that whole. You know, like stuff like it and Stranger Things, and have that. It's like, oh, it's like kids being kids, like that sort of mm. vibe, almost Breakfast Clubby. I feel like they want to really dive into a lot of that stuff because it really is a kid in there. So I don't think we're going to see. Sorry, I, I think I don't think we're going to see a lot of the the villain too much. Um, overall, like you know, here the villains. Our design looks a little cheesy, but, you know, so does Shazam. It's almost like this film can get away with the cheesy stuff because it's so abrasive of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where yeah, if, yeah. No, I, I agree. If like, I wouldn't if, be surprised if this is rated PG, actually. You know what? Um, I was thinking that watching it too. But that doesn't mean yeah. it's, it'll be bad. Um, but uh, It'll be more like Ant-Man. I don't know. I think this <laughs> this could be on bigger scale. But you, you, I, I get what you're saying, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, after seeing these two trailers and talking to people, people I've seen people be like, "Oh, DC's got its way back." Um, because no. now they're go- now they're trying to be fun. They're making fun no. films. Like, well, don't forget, Suicide Squad was meant to be a fun mm-hmm. film. Justice yeah. League was pretty much they reshot half of it <clears throat> to make it a fun film. Just because a film has jokes in it doesn't mean it's good. So not to mention they're they're actually pretty good with the promotional stuff, so don't I'll, get sucked in. Um Warner Brothers know? are fucking crazy good at their promotional stuff. When yeah. Batman v Superman was like hidden cinemas, like everywhere I went there was a fucking poster or some promoted yeah, content sure. or or something. Like they forked like a zillion bucks into that marketing machine yeah. there. Yeah. Anyway, uh you want to move on? <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, this, that wasn't really a segue. It was more clunky than anything else, but. You know what, uh, man? Fuck it. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck it. Fuck it. Uh, my second favorite trailer of Comic-Con, Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Dude, they are going all fucking out with this movie, with this universe, uh, it feels like. They aren't holding Um, back. No, they're not. There is literally a shot. There's a shot in the trailer and it just looks like the apocalypse. Like, you see the, the Capitol building in, in Washington, D.C., um, and, like, there's all, like, red skies and, like, fucking spinning tornadoes and shit. Um, oh, dude, I am so keen for this movie. I, I can't wait. Like, uh, yeah. What would you think? What would you think? Um, well, f- first of all, I will say, like, what I love about this film, it's, like, the 2014 Godzilla it's like they were so nervous to make a, a faithful movie. Like they wanted to, they want to be like, okay, this time we're going to treat it like the way the Japanese films are. We're going to treat it right. But they're like, fuck, I don't, we don't know if Western audiences will, will buy this. Like for some reason, like, you know, Hollywood just feels like, you know, if it's, oh, I've never seen a giant monster before. So I won't believe it if it's on screen. I, I, I don't know. Um, yeah, I think the best example of that is X Men. How they all wear leather outfits because that's more, it's 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 more believable that people would wear fully, fully leathered outfits from head to fucking toe than someone would slap on a yellow t shirt. Like I don't know, but um, with this movie, they're like, fuck it, we're going all out. They're bringing in like 
all the fan favorite monsters at the same time, which is cool. Um, but as for the trailer, I feel like I'm missing something that everyone else is because I get what the mo- trailer is promising us all out monster wars. I'm like, fuck yeah, but we don't see much of that. <laughs> and I want to see more, but I think that's the point of it. It's meant to tease us um, before we get the, uh, the big dish. I just hope with this film, it's not like the last one where it builds up to it a lot. I hope we just get it like, really soon at the start. Um, I think I think we're gonna get I think we're gonna get hit with Godzilla and shit like straight away. Um, I hope so, man. That would be so cool. Well, the trailer opens like pretty much straight away with Godzilla. Like we get all these like flashes and shit, and then like literally we get fucking atomic breath. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, I dug it, and I think I think um that first one it was a um it's like an origin. It well, that and because like the director Gareth Edwards, uh, who did obviously Rogue One, he did uh, another movie before that called Monsters, um, which was like a monster movie, but like the monsters were kind of hidden and shit. So I think that's kind of like what they were going for anyway. Um, whereas this, like now that this is part of this universe with Kong Skull Island, um, and then it's eventually going to blow up into this massive King Kong versus Godzilla movie. Yeah, uh, direct. Directed by Drew Goddard, by the way, um, <clears throat> you know they're they're going to go all out. So I can I can't I can't see them kind of like hiding and burying the lead. Uh, Millie Bobby Brown, I'm keen, man. She's fucking an amazing little amazing little actress. Vera Farmiga is awesome. Bradley Whitford's in this. You might know him from <coughs> <laughs> Billy Billy Madison as Eric. um he was obviously he was in get out as well this is directed actually by michael doherty uh hopefully i didn't butcher his name but he wrote superman returns and x-men 2 directed krampus and trick-or-treat did you ever see trick-or-treat it was like a small little horror movie Um, it's pretty good no but i did see krampus Okay, I haven't yeah, seen Krampus. So. That one's got um, what's his name, Adam Scott, in it, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's he's awesome. Um, but um, no, man, I'm stoked for this. Like, they definitely sell the the scale of it. Yeah, and it's and, really cool. And it's got like the same tone as the first one, which uh, mm-hmm. which I always liked. Um, yeah, because it's uh, and, and the way they always treated size in that in that first film was so great. So I'm hoping to see oh, more dude. of that. Um, it makes me wonder, like, when they finally do the, the Godzilla versus Kong films, how they're going to mash with Handle tone. Handle the cause, size. Because I feel yeah. Skull Island, it was, um, the tone was a lot lighter as well. So I'm curious mm-hmm, to yeah. what they'll do then. But that's that's another movie away. Um, yeah, for sure. Look, even if this movie sucks, I'm still going to love it because oh, it's just a CGI sure. monster fight. I'm totally down for that. And um, I'm sure it's going to be better than Pacific Rim, so... Uprising at least, so. All right, let's move this bitch on. Um, First name, Mr. Last Name Glass. What'd you think? um, Yeah, I'm I'm on board, bro. Um, Yeah? Yeah, I'm on board. (laughs) What about you? (laughs) Uh, Dude, the trailer, like, as I was talking before, um, as I was saying before, rather, um, Trailers for me are usually more about feel and sort of like aesthetic and the way they're edited with like music and shit. And in terms of that, this trailer fucking nails it. Like seriously, Um, it does. It's such a good trailer, but I'm hesitant because the movie might be average because to me, 
this is to me. Uh, Split was kind of average, I think. Um, you know, uh, the 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 direction was really good. The acting was really good. Holy fucking shit! Uh, what's his name deserves an award. Um, uh, keep forgetting his name. Oh God fucking um, Xavier James McAvoy. From yeah, James, James McAvoy. McAvoy. Yeah. Um, he was amazing in that movie, so I can't imagine he'll be much different in this in this movie. Uh, but overall, I thought it was an average movie at best. Um, I, I liked it, but I liked it for different reasons to why you would like a film like Unbreakable. Like, yeah, well, that's what I was getting to because you know, I think I think Unbreakable is average as well. I mean, like the, suddenly there's this newfound. I mean, like I know Unbreakable kind of it's had like a cult following um, ever since it kind of came out. But I saw it not too long ago for the first time and I didn't really take take to it. Maybe it's because, like, we're so spoiled with, like, comic book heroes and villains these days that I was just like, ugh. Um, I just well, found I it a bit it. slow and draggy and really preachy. Um, so I didn't really, didn't really take to it. So that's why I'm not... Not not so high on glass, um, but that trailer was really fucking awesome. I saw an interview with Shyamalan um, from Comic-Con, and he was saying that when he did Unbreakable, he imagined it as a trilogy all the way back then. But um, it got critically, like, pan- or, he got a lot of criticism and stuff, and he said, like, he was personally, like, really hurt by it. So he, he, he gave up and he decided not to. And then... Um, this film, I don't think was his original vision, but like he's made split and it's like, oh, this could work. And so now it's like a, it's a new sort of thing come out. But like, I look at this film and I think like, who's the main character? Is it Glass? Cause I don't know. I don't, by the trailer, it's like they're selling it's all three or I don't know. I imagine um, it'd be Glass because I'm going to say it's Glass. Him. Yeah, it's named after him, and I feel like he narrates more of it as well. He, he narrates yeah. the trailer a bit more than but, the others. But also, like James McAvoy's character in Split, like he worked as an antagonist. Like if he's not an antagonist in this, how's that going to work? He'll like, be an antagonist. Um, the dynamics a, might be different. That's what I'm saying. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, like there's a sequence. There's a sequence in Glass. Uh, sorry, in the trailer. Where Glass uh, tells McAvoy's character, um, so this is where the this is where the villains the villains team up. So, all um, oh, right, okay. yeah, and, and and like in Unbreakable, they set up Bruce Willis's character to be the hero. So, yeah, um, yeah, I think that's that's definitely what we're gonna get. Um, but yeah, it was really cool, really well done trailer. I thought it got me pretty hyped. So. Um, it moved the needle for me a little bit, but I'm still hesitant because the first two movies are pretty average for me. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm on board. All right. Well, I'll still see it just because, you know, it's piqued my curiosity. Um, yeah, well, that, that, that's where I'm at too, I guess. Let's quickly touch on Titans. Um, <laughs> this fucking thing. This is getting a lot of backlash. This um, is getting a lot of backlash. Matt, you yeah. talk to me first. Uh, well, first of all, Fuck Batman. <laughs> what were they thinking? Okay, so um, this is coming from... Oh, what's his name? Is, is it Greg Belanti? No, it's it's John... It's one of the... It's one no, of it's, the... It's Belanti. It's Belanti? Yeah, it's Belanti, yep. yeah. Um, you know, and he, he's, he's done a lot with the, the CW, DC shows, um, which have had immense amount of success, um, which are all very... Um, 
aimed at like a, a well, teenage sort sorry, of audience. Just, just quickly, it's coming from Belanti and Jeff Johns. So. And Jeff Johns, yeah. So I was right when I said John <laughs> yeah. as well. So yeah, so I think they both had an um, influence in the CW sort of um, Arrowverse, if you want to call it that, um, which is a totally different demographic it's made for. Um, and so, but when we heard about this show, I thought it'd be the same, you know, lighthearted, warm, hopeful show aimed for like tweens and teenagers and, and yet, yeah, no, this is not that show. If anything, it's like, it's this really overly edgy, like unnecessarily edgy, like fucking Robin is shooting people with guns. He literally says, fuck Batman. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, it's like, what, who are you making this for? Like, who is the audience? Who said, hey, you know, Teen Titans, you know, that franchise, which was most popular for being a kid's cartoon, aimed at even younger audience in those Arrowverse shows. Let's take that and just fuck it up. Like, I let's think, make it um- as dark and as gritty. After all the criticism DC movies have had for that, they're like, you know what? Let's double down on it. Mm, yeah. What? What? Who? Oh man! <clears throat> I think I think um the you like you said it really you hit the nail really really <coughs> well on the head. Um, you said unnecessary. Um, it's just so angsty. Everything's so dark. They like DC's literally taken the the shit that they've got from their movies and like put it into this TV show. Like you know, um. All the all the teen angst, like darkness, like fucking, you know. If this was if this was the Lego movie, like Batman sings, darkness, no parents. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like, like the point of that joke of those jokes, I mean, the entire point of the Batman Lego movie was to like make fun of mm-hmm. all these dark mm-hmm. shit of it. It's like. Mate, did you not learn anything from the fucking Lego Batman Lego movie? Yeah, uh, no, I completely agree, man. Like, it's just, uh. it it just looks like a train wreck waiting to happen. Um, and not to mention like the song that they put over it too, it just <coughs> looks ugh. Um, and I feel really bad because one, uh, the guy that plays Robin is Australian. His name's Brenton Thwaites. He's from Queensland. He was actually in a um, a Hoyts trailer, <laughs> an ad for Hoyts back in the day. Um, oh. Little little insight: Hoyts is the name of the cinema that I used to work at. Um, so, yeah, there, funny. There are some like other problems fans are having with it as well. Um, in particular, some of the other characters like Beast Boy and. Whoever the girl that shoots fire is, I think her name's Starfire. I want to say, um, like their costumes just look not good. Mm. Um, but yeah, just overall, like you know, doesn't mean it's going to be a bad show. But yeah, um, right. the the other thing is too is where can we watch the show? It's on a it's on a new streaming platform oh, that right. nobody asked for. Um, you know what though? Like it's it's a cool idea if you're a hardcore DC fan, but it's like it's such a niche thing, and the show looks like it's uh, got a high budget. So yep. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I don't know the, if I'm checking it out. Well, yeah. The what you're talking about is it's called the <laughs> DC. It's called DC Universe. It's an upcoming video on demand service. Um, yeah, Jesus Christ, I feel like these are coming out of the woodwork everywhere. But yeah, look, I, I don't want to spend any more time on this dumpster fire. Let's move on. Um, <laughs> um, I just wanted to quickly touch on um, the Joker origin movie, which is officially called Joker. Um, Robert De Niro is in talks, apparently, for, for a key role. Wow. Um, 
you know, I'm not surprised because it is produced by Scorsese. But if they get De Niro, then I'm there day one. Um, Fuck, uh, I hope De Niro plays Batman. Holy shit. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Can you fucking imagine? Oh, I broke uh, my back. You talking to me? You talking to me? You, you, you talking nobody, to me? I there's nobody the else bat. here. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> um, all right, I don't want to waste any more time on that. Um, you're, you're, not, you're not much of a Harry Potter person, are you? <coughs> um. I'm not, but I think it's time to change that, I I have to admit. Yes, please, borrow all my Blu-rays. I love Harry Potter. (laughs) I've I've literally lost friends over not being obsessed with Harry Potter. I'm I'm about to hang up on you, bitch. I've just never seen the appeal, but you know what? To each their own. Um, Well, talking, I I only asked that because the Fantastic Beasts 2 trailer uh, dropped at Comic-Con. I believe this is our second trailer. Uh, it's called The Crimes of Grindelwald. Uh, it looks pretty cool, man. Uh, obviously, Johnny Depp is playing Grindelwald, who pl- who is the villain. I didn't really think much of the first Fantastic Beast, but the trailer for this looks really, really cool. Um, just a little backstory. Um, <coughs> in the last Harry Potter book, we get kind of backstory on Dumbledore and uh, like who he was when he was a young adult. Uh, turns out that he had this massive sort of duel with Grindelwald um, and apparently Dumbledore was gay and he was in love with Grindelwald. So I'm not surprised if they if they bring that into the story here. Um, but I think the trailer looks pretty cool and I'm excited. Uh, I'm guessing, Matt, you don't really have much more to say. Uh, I'm just curious to hear what about this trailer makes you feel as a fan um, that this is... Uh um, like an improvement over the first one. Because you said you weren't that yeah. stoked in the first, right? Okay, no, look, I'm more than happy to go into that. So the first one told a really original but not very interesting story. I thought the character of Newt, who is the the lead character, um, he was really kind of separated from the big stuff that was happening. So Newt, from, I've only seen it once, which is very rare for me in a movie. Um, I rarely see movies like that once. But I remember not liking it because um, Newt, that character, he was kind of like tasks with, tasked with <coughs> like looking for these these magical creatures and things like that and recovering them. Whereas in the background, like there was this story of like Grindelwald, played by Johnny Depp, kind of like coming back to power and things like that. And like... Newt didn't really have that kind of connection. Like he didn't really have much bearing on the story, so I, I wasn't really, I didn't, I wasn't really feeling it. I guess. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I don't know, something about that. But then, like this, this story, it looks like they're really kind of honing down on that that backstory that's given to us in the books, um, which is Dumbledore versus Grindelwald, and you know Johnny Depp is revealed at the end of the first one. Like whereas this one, we get a lot of Johnny Depp. As the villain, so I'm 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 keen on it because of that, pretty much. Cool, um, cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I I think, dude, you you really get to see Harry Potter. Um, like it's a, it's actually, you know, it gets a lot of flack because you know it, I guess it is young adult. Um, but not in the same way that, um, Titans is looking like a young adult series. <laughs> um, it's actually a really, really uh, ingenious. Um, sort of narrative that they've done so no, I totally believe you I totally it's good it's good shit man it's good shit um, moving on um, the Alita <coughs> Battle Angel trailer dropped today did you see that by any chance um you know what I watched a trailer for it today but I don't know if it was the new one it might have been the last one 
I, I can't remember. I do think everything looks cool in that film, though. But I'm not sure if I've seen it. Uh, lay it on me. What are your thoughts? Um, I thought it was 50-50. Um, I'm not entirely sold on, like, this weird kind of animation slash live-action thing they're doing with the characters. Mm. Um. But, I mean, obviously, I love Christoph Waltz. Like, he's awesome. Uh, but I, And I do like the sort of science fiction kind of thing that they're doing with this. Um, I've got no kind of connection with the source material. I, I believe it was an anime um, from from memory. Um, I might be wrong on that. I'm but, not sure. But um, James Cameron um, had wanted <coughs> to do this movie for ages, I believe, before he committed to 26 Avatar movies. Um <laughs> And now it's Robert Rodriguez who's directing. Rodriguez, I'm not really a massive fan on as a director. I mean, he's, to me, I think his best movie is uh, Sin City. Um, I hate Machete. Yeah. I hate Machete. See, I, I like, so first of all, it's Machete. And, <laughs> I hate a dick. And, and uh, <laughs> nah, nah, nah. But like, I, I like that not because it's a good film. It's like, I feel like that was made as an intentionally cheesy shit. Oh, yeah, film. yeah. But I love it for that. Um, but yeah, his probably best film is Sin City. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Maybe I, there might have been some other ones back there. I think. I think he did. Uh, oh well, come on, come on. As a kid, how could you not love Spy Kids? Um, I never, I never got into Spy Kids. Even as a kid, I was like, "What are those fucking thumb people? What are they thumb called? Thumbs. What are they called? Thumb thumbs. Thumb thumbs. Yeah. I remember just like this is fucking stupid. Like. Uh. Like, I knew it was a joke, but I never thought it was funny uh, as a kid. Jesus Christ. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I'm, 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 uh, I'll be there for the movie because I see everything. So, um, well, with this movie, I, I just want to throw out there. It's like, I remember seeing a trailer. When the first trailer came out for it was like early this year, right? Yeah, I think it actually might have yeah. been last year even. Maybe yeah, end of last year. I was getting it confused with um, Ready Player One for a while. Because uh-huh. the way... The way they, they, they would mix um, the CG CGI and the live with yeah. live action and stuff. And then, like, before seeing Ready Player One, I had to, like, make sure I knew what I was seeing, you know? Mm, yeah. But, um, no. yeah, it's just funny that these two interesting ways of uh, executing something like this have come out with such a similar time period. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, moving on. Uh, so, <coughs> apparently... The footage of Venom rocked Comic-Con. Uh, like, people were losing their minds about it. Um, I've got a I've got a description that I'm going to read here, but first, Matt, I want to get your thoughts on it. Um, apparently, Venom's really, really badass. Um, you know what? You, you read it first. You read it first. I could use a refresher. <clears throat> okay. So, Eddie Brock enters a convenience store. He knows the lady there. She says he looks like shit. He's not feeling well. She she suggests to him previously that he meditate. Um, At home, he puts a disc in his DVD player, and while he's laying on the floor, he meditates. Flashes of him running through the woods kick in. He smashes his face on the couch. He pounds pills. He looks unwell and calls someone to say he's feeling very sick. (coughs) He awakens startled. Later, he walks through an alley and sees Venom in the reflection of a car window before being flung against a wall. Riz Ahmed's character rules rules that human beings are disposable. Man and symbiote combined is the future. He tests one on a man who is bent out of shape violently. Eddie is 
tested later. As a result, he, breed- he brutally beats men in his apartment with Venom's help. His motorcycle is sandwiched by cars, but Venom holds him off. Venom tells Eddie that his previous life is over. Eddie doesn't want to just hurt people. Venom Venom emerges and talks to Eddie face to face. After Eddie's body's body is bent and broken, Venom heals him and stands 10 feet tall. He holds a man up and licks his face, uh, presumably from the trailer. Uh, Ahmed's character is proud of his creation. Action scenes flash by. Eddie starts to come around on the power. His gal played by Michelle Williams, uh, seems concerned about that. A woman throws spikes out of her back and into civilians at a market. Venom's arms turn into giant axes as he as he wipes out a slew of enemies. Uh, there are more action scenes. Venom fights Ahmed's symbiote counterpart. Venom threatens to eat a man's face off his head who is bothering the woman in the convenience store. When he asks, what the hell are you? <coughs> Half the face disappears and Eddie and Venom say, we are Venom. Then he proceeds to eat his head. Venom emerges and says goodnight to the woman. What do you, what do you think? <laughs> uh, so, talking about unnecessarily edgy, but Venom was always meant to be a little bit like that. Um, fuck. I'm going to hate... I don't know if I can say this on a record. Okay. I've been on record saying that this movie is trash, it's bad, I hate it, it's against everything I love. I'm hearing this and I'm like, um, maybe it's not so bad. I can, maybe I can lean a bit more. So, cause it sounds like here, well, sure, throughout the film, he's not constantly putting on the Venom suit. Um, Venom is a major part of him. So, so some of these parts in here are actually pretty comic book accurate which as a fan makes me stoked like the scene of of venom's face sort of pulling off so he's talking face to face with venom that happens in the comics um the the thing about him eating someone's head that's a thing too um as as dumb as it is but it's a thing um something i've always thought was cool as a kid um is like when he licks their face i don't know why it's it's like it's like a it's you like he's like this are, are predatory you animal. Yeah. I, I, you know what? Um, my kink. It's my kink, okay? Don't kink shame me. I love seeing um, symbiotic aliens licking people, okay? I'm sure it's my, you do. It's my kink. Um, <laughs> but uh, so that's cool. But the, the big thing is, um, so he fights another symbiote, um, symbiote or symbiote or people, symbiote. Have, been, people have been arguing We're not getting into that. We're not getting into that but, um, symbiote. Uh, from from my from what I've understood from what I've read online, uh, this symbiote is um, Riot, which comes from the Lethal Protector um, series. Um, now mm-hmm. there it's are bunch- actually been confirmed. It's Riot. Yeah, so there are a bunch of symbiotes in in that series. In that um, Riot's the most boring. Um, so so <laughs> so for you to for you to just to give you an idea, um, you know, if you were to describe Venom quickly to Someone who doesn't know it, you go, oh, just imagine Spider-Man, but he's like a black Spider-Man. But, oh, okay, cool. You're so racist. <laughs> in, in terms of uh, whatever, right? But if you had to describe right, he's like, oh, he's a more black Venom with a bit of gray in there. <coughs> it's a very plain, non, not so interesting design. I'm curious to see what they do to fix it up in the, in the, um, 
in the film. But what, and the other thing is too, is that he makes his hand axes. You said that's more of a carnage thing, but that is fucking cool. So I'm down with that. But what I'm hearing from this, sorry, I don't mean to ramble, but what I'm hearing from this uh-huh. overall is, um, look throughout the film, we're not going to be waiting for the last 10 minutes to see Venom. We're actually going to get a, a vibe of him throughout. He's going to be fighting people that aren't just random thugs. He's going to be fighting another alien and um, we're going to see, there's going to be some like moments in here that are going to make us go, oh shit. Um, this is what we should have seen or at least had hints of in the first trailer, I feel. Like that would have got me more psyched. Um, yeah. What do, what do you reckon? Like, I'm sorry, I've, I've gone on a bit. But- oh, no, no. Um, I, I agree. Um, they definitely should have put this shit in the first trailer because that trailer was dog shit. Um <laughs> Well, not dog shit, but, you know, just not great. Um, uh, with the first trailer, if if you didn't tell me it was a Venom trailer and it was something else, I would say I'm stoked for that. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I get what you mean. Uh, look, I think it's... It, the, the the footage actually sounds really good. It doesn't sound like we're getting... I mean, it's, it's really brief. I mean, I know when I was reading it, it sounded long, but... There really isn't that much that's happening there. Um, and I think, I feel like we can summarize the plot of this, like, right now. Oh, we, um, we totally could. Like, Riz Ahmed, evil guy, you know, says that, uh, says that. I am from the Life Foundation. Yeah, um, human beings are humans, disposable. They Let's should do be some symbiotes. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, yeah, um, and obviously we're going to see Carnage in there. Um, you know, rumors that it's uh, Woody Harrelson's character, who uh, conveniently we don't see in any of this footage uh, description or in the trailers. Um, it'll probably be, he'll probably end up being Carnage. Um, I'm stoked. Uh, I'm a little stoked, not fully stoked. I'm about as stoked uh, for this <coughs> as I am as I am for Shazam, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but this this, like, Shazam has a... This actually has a higher sort of hill to climb because we're only a few months out from this and we've already got Damn. like two trailers. Um, so, yeah, we're actually, it's actually October. So, uh, three, three months. Yeah. It's not far. Well, no, what I will say something that's made me a little stoked about it that's come out through Comic Con is um, two things. They've confirmed that it's not attached to the MCU. Like, Finally, like they've always been like flip flopping on it, but like Tom Hardy had this interview where he's definitely said, Nope, 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 we're in the Marvel context, that's it. I'm selfish, I like you know, I, I'm proud of the fact that we're a standalone thing. And um, for me, I'm like, oh, Okay, because one of my big criticisms was it's like I, I like to see studios when I can tell they have a plan and they're doing. They're executing it. I don't like it when it seems like they're they're flip-flopping around. And I was like, we got this dark franchise, but you want to mix it with Spider-Man Homecoming. That annoyed me. So now that they've they've cut that off, it's made me give a little bit more confidence with them. But in order they what they also did to back it up is at Comic-Con they revealed um the full look of him. Um and I wish this had leaked, but it hasn't. Um whereas like a it was like a picture apparently from head to toe. And um, what they point out the design is they remove the spider on his chest. Um, yeah, because it's not that. attached to Spider-Man, but like to sort of make up for it, they put like white like 
designs and like veins and stuff throughout his body. Uh, yeah, there was there was a photo cool. that leaked. Um, oh, there really? was a photo, not of the full body, but kind of like a similar shot to the one that we got in the trailer. Um, oh yeah, I saw that. Just mostly of his head, right? Yeah. Um, look, the white veins kind of looks like cum. <laughs> so, uh, you cut. Oh my god. <laughs> hey man. <laughs> I'm just pointing it out. They're the ones Holy that put shit. it in. <laughs> wow. Um also, uh, you know what's probably going to look hey, bro, stupid? This 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 podcast is rated A for explicit, all right? Like yeah. we don't need it. We don't need to put it beat around the bush. Totally. Um uh, you know what's going to I just remembered the last thing you said from that description was it's kind of like the poster, right? Our half his face is Venom, half of it's like Eddie Brock. That's gonna look stupid, right? Like, how are they gonna pull that off? Yeah, I don't know. They, like, it, it'll do like the CG will need to be like Avatar levels for the for them to pull that off. Yeah, because um, like, looking at the poster, it doesn't even look right. It looks like a painting, like someone painted over his face with like. That's probably actually what they did, but um, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Anyways, I'm um. I was originally going to say it was movie's going to be a uh, dumpster fire. I'm now thinking, hey, you know Could what? Could be decent. I've got a bit of faith. <laughs> I've got a bit of All faith. All right. Well, they've moved, they've moved the needle for both of us, I think. So yeah. that's good. Uh, let's move it on. Um, this is a, another sort of description, I guess. Um, but not really. Uh, <coughs> Wonder Woman, 1984. Um, it came out that apparently it's not a sequel. Um, this lends sort of credence to the whole DC Worlds thing where they're trying to do kind of like standalone stories, but it's going to be really, really weird uh, because they didn't really give us any sort of like explanation of why Steve Trevor is back. Um, that's obviously uh, Chris fucking Pine's character. Mm. Um, so, yeah, apparently... Um, the director chose 1984 because it was the year that mankind was at both its best and its worst because it was kind of like in the middle of the Cold War. Um, yeah, so, yeah, Gal, Gal Gadot said Woman, Wonder Woman 1984 is not a sequel and is instead a whole new movie, which uh, Jenkins, the director, said is a standalone tale due to her not wanting to just keep it going. What? But you are keeping it going by yeah. making another film. Like, I know, with the same actors and everything. Like, uh, it's, um, you know, oh it's boy. not completely unheard. Maybe in film franchises it's yeah. unheard of, but like in comics or books or- But it's not the same medium. You can't do that. It's not- Like yeah. Marvel, Marvel has set a precedent, like- you know, yeah. everything is connected. Everything, like, has a through line. Now, DC are, like, completely going the other way, um, you know? <coughs> it's like they... they um, this is going to sound like I'm making fun of them, but I feel like this is actually what they want to do. They want to be like, fuck continuity. We just want to remind people of how great our characters are and we can put them in anything. Like, it's kind of like... Um, if you're selling Barbie dolls... Right, you you want to have your um, Vietnam War veteran Barbie hanging out with your um, millennial YouTube vlogger Barbie. They're from two different generations, but it's like, ah, oh, we want them to play together. So, like, as a kid, you don't care. You buy them. You, uh, not that I played Barbie dolls as a kid. I don't know why I jumped to that, but you know what I mean. Like, may I guess they're all standalone stuff. It, it's such a weird decision, though. Like, it is. is is um what's his name Chris uh is it Pine Chris Pine yeah. yeah is Chris Pine that great of an actor you couldn't just 
changed his name to like, I don't know, Trevor Steve and then got him played by, <laughs> I don't know, Chris Evans. Is get a different, just get a different Chris. Get a different love interest. Um, I think I think Chris Chris Pines and uh, Gal Gadot's chemistry in that first one was pretty much like the best thing about it. Um, okay, so, probably, but yeah, it's but, such a weird choice. We'll see how we go. Um, I'm going to read the movie it out a little. Could still be great, but yeah, yeah. going to read it out a little kind of scene description. It's uh, it doesn't really tell you much. Um, <coughs> apparently, apparently the footage that was shown in Hall H. Um, we see Wonder Woman in a mall in a full outfit, which looks brighter than we last saw it. Um, there are a couple of lowly thugs. There is a little girl who is like, whoa, <laughs> this is written so poorly. <laughs> and Wonder Woman tosses her aside to safety against a giant teddy bear. She lassoes the bad guys, jumps over the balcony, pulling them as she descends to another floor. We then cut to the logo for Wonder Woman 1984. So it's actually confirmed that it's called Wonder Woman 84. Um, we're then treated to a shot of Wonder Woman running through the streets incredibly fast. It's very clear that it's uh, rough footage and it looks kind of awkward uh, with her almost flying illogically. But the, apparently the spirit of the footage is fun. Um, and yeah, I, I'm, I'm on board, man. That, that first one, they fucking killed her with that first one. So, yeah. Oh, I have no doubt that the movie will be amazing. It's just... Um, I'm going to say good, not amazing. I really thought the first, at least the first two thirds of it were fucking flawless. Oh, the, dude. Whenever she end, walks out of that trench. Dude, that's such a great scene. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Like, I feel, correct me if I'm wrong, I was never a big Indiana Jones guy, but like, wasn't there, didn't they release, like, wasn't the second one a prequel or a third one or something like that? What's this? Sorry? The Indiana Jones films. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it's not... Um, it wasn't straight away kind of, like, obvious. Uh, like, unless you notice the dates that they say at the start, like, right at the start, when they're like, this takes place in 1934, this place takes in 1941. Um, you don't really kind of get a sense of it. They really right. never mention... They really never mention that it takes place before the Ark of the Covenant kind of thing, so... But you could watch them out of order and it would still sort of make sense, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, absolutely. I, don't know, I feel like maybe DC Worlds, that's what they want to do. Like, they don't want, mm-hmm. you know, if you want to introduce, if I have a friend, he's like, I've never seen a Marvel film before. I'm like, well, come here, sit down. You're going to see a journey. And then we start and do them all in order. Maybe they don't want that. Maybe they want to treat these DC films like James Bond, where you can watch them in different order and stuff like that. Again, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. But then that being said, like, it's such a weird. It is. I wish there was a better explanation, but, you know, let them do what they want to do. (laughs) (laughs) But but Uh, why even call it DC Worlds? Say it's DC making a DC film. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, man. All right, let's move on. Um, We're kind of getting ready to close it off. This is our (laughs) second last topic. It's probably the one we'll probably spend a little time on, but I don't know. We'll fucking figure it out as we go. Uh, James Gunn has been fired as director of Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Uh, fired from Disney, in fact. That's that's painful, yeah. Um, that being said, Disney have a very, very, very strict policy about um, how... it's. I think it mostly applies to the actors, but maybe it extends to directors too, but like they have to have a very like strong, crystal clean reputation. Um, well, let's talk about this because I don't fully agree. Um, like their 
their leading man of their their biggest franchise. I mean, Robert Downey Jr. He used to have substance abuse problems. He was convicted. He was in he was in prison at a point. But he cleaned up his act and he was put on board in the Marvel Universe before Disney bought him out. But I um, mean, so is like so is James Gunn. James Gunn that was ten years ago. Yeah. Look, it's it's not fair. I want to straight up say I don't think it's fair with what happened to James Gunn. No, I don't think um, it's fair at all. What what's happened is um he is That being, being said, did you read the tweets? Um yeah, they they are pretty fucked up. Um, they're pretty damning, yeah. They're pretty bad. Uh, he could be smarter. That being said, all right, I might cop a bit of flack for this, and I don't know how I feel about this either, but like, I sort of put something on the table that people can consider, because I'm not seeing this being spoken about, but like, I feel like that style of humor was not just accepted, but it was popular 10, 15 years mm-hmm. ago. Like, yeah. you remember no, the dead baby jokes? They were like viral. Everyone mm. loved dead baby jokes, which was so fucked up. <laughs> but it was it was the point. It was about how far can you take it? Um, in fact, there's a very famous yeah. joke called the aristocrats. It was so famous. They made a documentary about it where the point is you have the same start and finish, but you got to make up the, all the fucked up shit that happens in the, in the middle. And the more fucked up and offensive you do it, like, the more you win. And it's a big celebrate thing in like circles with comedians and stuff. Um, this type of humor was, was not just common. It was, it was popular um, back then, which again, like I'm not saying that excuses it. And we are learning as we go as a culture and becoming more quote unquote woke. Um, but I do think it is a bit unfair to f- fuck someone up and possibly their whole careers over something you said, not did, but said, was it 10 years ago? Like, um, 10 years ago. It's a bit harsh. And um, the fan support has been strong for him. A lot, of, a lot of people have been saying that he should come back, including the cast. Um, but I think- the, Yeah, the- including the cast, which is, um, I, I, I wanted to read out um, some stuff from the cast, but I'll read it out when you're done with your thoughts. Uh, well, I, I just got to play devil's advocate and say- the, the argument um, on the other side of things um, is that uh, apparently, J- apparently, from what I understand, um, James Gunn was very vocal about the Roseanne um, incident um, mm-hmm. with her saying, the, you know, saying that stuff and said that she he should get fired. So it's kind of a little bit of what comes around goes around. But that being said, like, I don't know if the punishment fits the crime. <clears throat> no, I don't. I don't think so either. I do agree with you. Um, back then, the world was a bit more, <coughs> I, I guess, uh, um, accepting of those kinds of jokes. Um, uh, I still think there is a time and place where you can still make those jokes, um, but it, it still also is a sort of like a, a pretty, um, like a cautionary tale on like what to put on social media and what not to put on social media. Definitely. Um, it's a learning experience for everybody. Right, exactly. I mean, like, uh, dude, Twitter was around in 2008. Like, I mean, I'd never... I can guarantee you, 2008, I'd never touched Twitter. I barely was on Facebook. Oh. I don't even think I was on Facebook. I think I got um, Twitter in, like, 09 or 2010. Yeah. yeah. Um, and God, if i I got to find some of those old tweets and get rid of them. Because <laughs> I probably wrote the dumbest shit, I'm sure. <laughs> but would it be but- anything like... like- 
pedophile or rape jokes. It'd be more no. like, hey, guys, I'm eating a pizza. Smiley right. face. Not uh, even an emoji. It'd be like a colon with an open bracket. Roar, like the worst. X, X. Like, if anything, that's a worse type of <laughs> fucking tweet. Cause just so uh, vanilla and lame. Um, uh, but yeah, r- r- um, tell us about this, uh, the, the well, support was, he's gotten. Well, just quickly, I was just going to say as well, like with my thoughts, I mean- if you look at the movies that James Gunn directed back then, like Slither and Super, um, I mean, like, those are absolutely not family-friendly movies. Like, he was in a different headspace back then. Mm. Um, so, I think that kind of really reflects, like, like what he, where he was creatively at that point. But I don't know. I mean, I don't think ever since he signed on with Disney and things like that, he's really cleaned up his act. And, like, I I believe in rehabilitation. I mean, I have to believe in rehabilitation, right? I mean, like I'm, I I want to do law. So, um, yeah. one of the big things about you know criminal law is the reason people get sentenced to prison is uh, rehabilitation. So, you know, if there's no point in someone being rehabilitated, then why are we locking people up? Why are we indicting them? So, because um, of know. money, but that's a whole other thing now. That's a whole other thing. Well, we can get into that, yeah. but. The podcast isn't this place isn't the place for that shit, man. And that's and we're going to talk about that after this and our other podcast, Midnight <laughs> Double Sentence, <laughs> Midnight Double Crime Features. Um, but yeah, man, look, I wanted to read some um, some tweets from from some of the uh, Guardians cast members. So, firstly, let's start off with Michael Rooker, who obviously plays Merle from Walking Dead and plays Yondu. Played Yondu. Spoiler alert. Um, <coughs> Thank you to all who gave kind words and support. See you on Instagram. This account will be inactive after today. We're very tired and upset over the ongoing bullshit. Neither I or my rep will use Twitter again. Twitter sucks and I want nothing to do with it. That's crazy. He's he's mm-hmm. always been very close with James Gunn too. Oh, They've dude, been he's been together in, for years. Yeah, he's been in every one of his movies. Um, yeah. Zoe Saldana. It's been a challenging weekend. I'm not going to lie. I'm pausing myself. To take everything in before I speak out, speak out of turn. I just want everyone to know I love all capital all members of the Guardians of the Galaxy family. Always will. Now, Dave Batista was the one who was really, really fucking angry. <coughs> uh, Dave Batista, uh, who obviously plays Drax. What will you do when the cyber nasties attack you? Who will stand by you? Who will cowardly distance themselves from you? Who will punish you for horrible jokes in the past instead of defending you for inspiring millions? Millions! He literally says millions twice, so that's why I said it <laughs> twice. What happened here is so much bigger than Guardians 3. James Gunn, myself, and Disney, etc. This was a cyber Nazi attack that succeeded. Unless we start to unite together against this crap, whether people are offended or not, it's going to get much, much worse. And it can happen to anyone. Um... Let me just kind of give a little history here. So uh, the reason he's citing cyber Nazi is because apparently a website uh, who uh, is pro-Trump. Uh, um, this is I believe the- they had a big tie to Pizzagate too. Oh, okay. Uh, well, uh, James Gunn is very vocal that he's anti-Trump. So um, that, that's, that's <laughs> where these tweets came from because from this website that's pro-Trump. Um, Chris Pratt and Karen Gillan. Gillen, share messages of love. Uh, so Chris Pratt says, I understand this, my dear brothers and sisters. Let every person be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to anger. And he uh, quotes it like a Bible verse, James 1, 19. I believe James Gunn said that at one point. <laughs> Karen Gillen, love to every single member of my Guardians of the Galaxy family. Just to clarify, I'll speak more on this later, but just wanted to make sure that this was out there. Love to you all. Um, 
Now, in a bit of a lengthy one, but I do want to read all of it because I feel it's very respectful. Uh, Sean Gunn, who's obviously his brother um, mm. and who plays Rocket Rac- Raccoon, um, the motion <coughs> capture, uh, he goes on to talk about it at, at length. I hope it goes without saying that I love and support my brother James, and I'm quite proud of how kind, generous, and compassionate he is with the people in his life, whether they are friends, family, colleagues, fans, or strangers. Since he was a kid, it was clear he had a desire, maybe destiny, to be an artist, tell stories, find his voice through comics, films, and his band. The struggle to find that voice was sometimes clunky, misguided, or downright stupid, and sometimes wonderful, moving, and hilarious. Since devoting his entire life to the Guardians movies and MCU six years ago, I've seen him channel that voice into his, into his work on those movies and seen him transform from the guy who made who made up things to shock people. I saw firsthand as he went from worrying about softening his edge for a larger audience to realizing that his edge wasn't as useful of a tool as he thought it was. That that his gift for storytelling was something better. I saw that he was more open-hearted than the guy who needed to get a rise out of people by making nasty or offensive jokes. In many respects, this change in my brother, this change in my brother was reflected in the change that the Guardians go through. I've heard my brother say many times that when Quill rallies the team with this is our chance to give a shit, to care, that it's the pep talk he himself needed to hear. It's part of what made working on the Guardians movies such a rewarding experience for the cast, myself included. We managed to find ourselves involved in a big budget superhero movie that was, at its core, deeply personal. That's a gift, and that's why it's good. This isn't new information, by the way. It's all that it's all stuff that James has explained many times in interviews, in more detail and more eloquently. It's not some new spin, it's always been part of the story. So I guess my hope is that fans continue to watch and appreciate the Guardians movies, not despite the fact that the filmmaker used to be kind of a jackass, but because of it. They are, after all, movies about discovering your best self. Working on those movies made my brother a better person, and they made me one too. I'm proud of that. Peace. That was pretty strong, man. I, I dug that from Jam, um, from Sean Gunn. It's pretty powerful. Um, it, was, it was. It was. You know, it, ma- it makes me think, like, um, one, if they go ahead with Guardians 3 without James Gunn, will his brother still do the motion capture for Rocket? Um, and two, like, maybe this is just Disney trying to save themselves politically, Um yeah, they took him as director, but they can still keep him as writer or a producer or or something else. Um, still, it's a shame what's happened. Um, that being said, we did talk about how he was an attack. Um, so the, these people, um, their sort of belief is that, you know, after a many many right-wing politicians and stuff have been attacked for the things they say. Best examples, Trump's grabbing by the pussy, um, that sort of stuff. Um, so their, their idea lately is they they don't want to call it a witch hunt, but what they are trying to do is they're, they're trying to go after people who with the left side politics who are big, especially in Hollywood um, and try and find old dirt on them and bring him down. And the idea is, well, before they would be like, oh, you special s- snowflakes, can't you take a joke? Well, they used to say that. Well, now they're like, what they're trying to do is get what they think is justice and get, um, and try and get these left wing people, um, uh, caught out for saying bad shit too. 
Um, so we've had another victim um, other than James Gunn, who's someone I fucking love the work of and who's very open about being a troubled person. Uh, that's Dan, Dan Harmon, the um, creator of Community and co-creator of Rick and Morty and um, uh, podcast Harmontown. Uh, poor Dan had a had a big incident recently after the, the Harvey Weinstein incidents where he did um, get called out for mistreating a a female staff writer and he'd had this huge big apology. He dedicated a whole podcast to it and and um, this person ended up actually forgiving him and people were like actually saying uh, and a lot of like blog, like feminist blogs and stuff, they're saying this is how an apology should be made to working and bettering yourself. And um, so he, I guess we, he thought he was out of the woods, but now what's happened is um, he used to, he used to run a, I think it was a film festival or something where it was, the idea was to create the most fucked up shit imaginable. And a video's come out where um, Dan Harmon, this is from like more than 10 years ago, by the way, um, Dan Harmon in what I believe is a parody on the show Dexter, um, rapes a baby, um, and he's, he, he gets down naked, um, you see his butt and the, the baby's like a, a, a toy and it's meant to be comedy. Um, but they pulled this out as a result. Um, Dan Harmon has either deleted his Twitter or he's made it inactive for 30 days. It's hard to tell. Um, but again, this was released as, it wasn't like a, a joke on Twitter or something. It was released as a f- short film, which was meant to be for comedic purposes. It's in super bad taste, but the, I think the brief of that competition or festival, whatever it was, was to make stuff that's offensive and in bad taste. Um, it's still super fucked up, but um, yeah, like this is also coming off. Um, Rick and Morty just got approved for like, there was like seven- uh, was it 70 episodes or something like that? So, um, yeah. And this is, this has happened like the same week of James Gunn. So these, we're going to see more in the next week or two, I'm sure. Because, um, James Gunn's first, then there was, um, Dan Harmon, also, um, the comedian, um, and host of, I think it's the late show, Trevor Noah was also attacked, um, based on, um, comments he made about, Australian Indigenous um, Aboriginal people based from a, a set he did, I think, a few years ago. Um, but I'm not sure if that came from the same same attackers. But yeah, um, people in Hollywood, be careful because the shit you said 10 years ago can fucking ruin your career now. This, um, I mean, look, I don't want to sound crass at all. <coughs> um, and look, the, the, the Me Too movement was based on some things that really were horrendous. Uh, I, I, um, I'm, I'm behind the Me Too movement because, I mean, you know, it, where that kind of started out was, was horrible. Um, but <coughs> I, I think that this is kind of like uh, the next sort of step, the, like the, the next evolution of the Me Too movement that's kind of just gone a bit a bit off the rails, I think. Um uh, you know, it's uh, ironic because the Me Too movement was started by lefts, uh, left mm-hmm. politically people in Hollywood, and now these sort of attacks are often coming from people on the right side who are aren't from Hollywood, but they're attacking people in Hollywood. 
Yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, you you kind of have to attack Hollywood, right? Because they're they're so well known that you yeah. know. I mean, like, the reason we're talking about it now is because it's Hollywood. Yeah. Um. But yeah, look, man. Let's move on. I, I think I think we're both in agreement in, in agreement that it is sort of it is unfair. Um. The, you know, the tweets weren't the tweets weren't the best thing. They were pretty. They're pretty. Pretty ab- abhorrent, I think. Uh, we're both in agreement there, but, you know, it is 10 years ago, so... Um. I, I, I just think that, in general, if I had to boil it down and be super general and to make it super, I don't know, too generalized or whatever, I feel like things like the Me Too movement or that, yeah, because things were happening that affected people, but there is free speech. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, they should be respected for that in some regards like there are some lines you can cross but like um i think we should be wary on on what that is um more so because when you look at things like sometimes a lot of nowadays people are just pretending to be offended like the people who the people who dug up these tweets from james gunn they weren't offended by them they're not no they have an agenda no they they, their agenda isn't to oh I'm upset because I was X, Y, Z. No, um, they were dug up because they want to ruin somebody's career. And that's, mm-hmm. that, sh- that should be illegal, right? That's, like, that's wrong. That, yeah. That's, and, and like, I don't know. That's, it's, um, that's intent. I I, like I'm you're not hurting, fully sure, yeah. but it's, it's pretty fucked up, I think. And right. You're hurting someone's livelihood. Um, you're hurting someone's livelihood. Like this guy, has kids, this guy's got a family, and now, you know, no one's probably going to hire him from Hollywood. And they're aware of that. And, and I think the best example ever was um, when there was that last White House correspondence dinner, um, there was a comedian, uh, Michelle Wolf, and she she made a joke about the way the, the, the White House press secretary, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, um, applied her makeup. It wasn't even that offensive. She didn't call her ugly or anything. She just said that she uses lies as an ingredient for her makeup. Mm. Not that offensive at all. But mm. um, the the right wing, like they went really full full out. The White House correspondence dinner actually initiated. At, uh, they uh they released a apology in in like pretty much threw her under the bus. But the problem is, is like that entire event was put together in order to support free speech and they fucking criticized her for the job she was paid to do, which was to roast and make jokes about the press and the politicians there. And yeah, so all yeah. these people making a big deal and shit, it's because she was so critical of the Trump administration. They weren't offended. They weren't offended at all. They were just trying to cause some shit because they feel they can even the playing field because of the, some of the bad shit that someone like Trump has done. Right, they're rocking the boat and getting a reaction out of it, which is which is exactly what happened. But look, I don't want to spend any more time on this. Yeah, and we'll talk about that on our next podcast, <laughs> Midnight Double Government. Midnight Double Philosophies. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, that's, yeah. I don't know, man, we went, uh, like, uh, we, 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 we spoke <coughs> our pace. I mean, like, it was the big kind of the big the biggest thing that happened before comic-con um like it actually happened like right as comic-con started yeah um so and it was kind of like the biggest kind of talking point because i woke up on saturday morning and i saw it and it just kind of like it kind of rocked me a bit because like he'd already written the script 
And like, I was really keen to see where we take the second, the the last, the uh, sorry, the third one. <coughs> but um, yeah, I guess you know that's the way things go. So I didn't fully believe it at first. In Neither fact, did I. With my first glance, it's like. Um, James Gunn, Guardians of the Galaxy director. Oh, right. Comic-Con's on this weekend. He's probably like, maybe like Marvel said they weren't going to be there, but maybe he dropped some footage or yeah. I, I don't know, or maybe, sorry, not footage, but maybe he announced something. Oh, no, he got fired. What? Yeah. That's, that's fucking crazy. Yeah. Well, I woke up and <laughs> the first thing I saw was fucking Colin posted the article to our after party page. So yeah. thanks. Thanks, Colin, for fucking ruining my uh, Saturday morning, <laughs> you dick. <laughs> love you, Colin. Um, uh, love you, Colin. There's no more sort of news articles that uh, I wanted to talk about. Um, <coughs> I just briefly, I saw Equalizer two. I did invite you, but you were too sick, like a little bitch, to come with me. So, in case you can't tell, <laughs> I'm barely. I'm I'm barely okay to do this podcast. Like I'm fucked. Oh. I'll quickly, I'll quickly uh, just talk about Equalizer Two for a sec. Um, I'll do it in non-spoilers because uh, there's not really that much to go into. Um, it was a lot weaker than the first. Um, did you have you seen the first? I saw it for the first time yesterday while I was okay. sick in bed. What do you think? Um, I thought it was really cool. It was really yeah. badass. Yeah. But like, you know what it does, which I've never seen a film do. It's like. It's kind of like a TV show at times because for well, most yeah, of the film- yeah, it's based film, on a TV show. Well, yeah, I, I guess. But like for most of the film, he's not really doing anything. He's just mm. helping his friends who have problems. Like, right. oh, someone robbed my ring. I'll help you get it back. Oh, these cops are crap. I'll just do that. Meanwhile, the story is happening in the background with the bad guys until yeah. like maybe the last quarter is like, then it's like the film. And normally that should not work. And somehow it fucking works. See, um, <laughs> it's funny because I was literally about to bring that up. Um, <laughs> that's what that's what the TV show is based on, I believe. That premise, this kind of like uh, everyday guy, but sort of he's not really everyday because he's got a CIA background, um, helping out um, you know individuals with their with their issues and things like that. Okay. Um, that that works with the first one, like uh, with Chloe, Chloe Moretz's little thing and uh, the guy, with the the girl with the ring, and the guy losing weight for the security and things like that. Yeah. Um, but and look, the the second one has that, but. There is a point where the plot kicks in and then it's just all plot. Uh, and then it just doesn't work because it just starts to feel a bit more generic, I think. Um, okay. Like, like <coughs> that's 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 another reason I like the first one because the first one had those little kind of like mini stories, I guess. Um, yeah. Yeah, like the first one, the first one, sorry, the second one's got that, but I don't think it's, I don't think it's as good. Um, Honestly, in the first one, by the time it kills all the Russians- I was like, mm-hmm. is that the end of the film? Like, that was like a short film right there. Yeah, it was like exactly. a series of like five short films back to back, honestly. And exactly. it still worked. And there's some cool shit in that first one, man. Like when he does that yeah. that gun trick, that flip of the gun. Oh, jeez <laughs> oh, everywhere. Um, but yeah, the second one's a lot. Uh, not a, uh, Look, I don't want to say, I already said it, but I don't think it's a lot weaker. <laughs> it's just weaker. Um it's not as interesting as the first one. I think the first one's really interesting. For some reason, I took to, I took to the Russians. Like although they were generic, they're still pretty interesting. Um, <laughs> Dan Bilzerian's in the first one. Did you did you see that, Matt? Um, I'm not sure who that is. Oh, uh, what you know who Dan Bilzerian is? He's a fucking 
he's a big Instagram personality. He's the guy that gets all the bitches and he shoots gun in the desert, guns in the desert and shit. Um, oh, that guy. Yeah, I know him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ah. He, he gets fucking garroted by the barbed wire in the first one. Um, oh, okay. B- but yeah, the second one, again, not that strong. But this is the best Denzel Washington I've seen in a very long time. Seriously, this guy proves that he elevates a kind of weak script. Like he, I, I have no... No regrets in saying that he's one of the greatest like, greatest living actors working at the moment. Um, yeah. Dude, seriously, he kills this role. Like, And not even just the badass moments, like just the quieter moments. Like there's a scene where he's telling off a kid who's making off, uh, who's making these kind of really bad life choices. Um, and he's like really pushing him to do the right thing. And there's a moment <coughs> where kind of Denzel just kind of snaps and starts going off of this kid man and like it feels so genuine like denzel is just an absolute beast um so yeah he absolutely elevates this but yeah not overly interesting kind of like a weak third act um you know there there is some kind of like assassin shit in there but there's a weak third act there's kind of a pretty cool like car sequence uh about two-thirds of the way through um but other than that really nothing special i kind of thought it was a six or a seven i'm gonna go with a six and a half because i can't really decide mm. but yeah if the first one's an eight uh then this one's a six and a half cool um, but so, yeah something i noticed with the first one while i was watching it i was also checking out imdb trivia and they they pointed out that you never see um denzel fire a gun in the first one and i was also thinking oh he doesn't really have any car chase or anything like does in two it was like is there more gunplay in the second film or um there is more gunplay, but not from Denzel. Um, right, okay, because it's he still does, all he d- about him being creative with the way he kills yeah, people. Yeah, he Go does fire. He does fire a gun though, um, right. but not not like overly. Right. Um, but yeah, he is very creative and he's very. He loves his knives. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. that's one of the, one of the coolest things about the first is the creative kills. Mm-hmm. It was it was kind of like a good slasher film, like you know you know with a good slasher, it's like it's the creative kills that like kind make of- you. Kind of reminded me a little of John Wick, except not, uh, he didn't move. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. he didn't move like John Wick does. <laughs> yeah. Um, <coughs> but, yeah. Uh, look, man, do you have anything else that you wanted to talk about this week? Um, nah, man. I, I, I need some sleep. <laughs> right, yeah. um, Matt, where can we find you, man? Um, if you want to talk movies with me, you can find me on Instagram at Matt. Slide to my DMs. Or you could pretty much find me nowadays hanging out a lot with the midnight double feature guys and become a bit of a regular here where can mm. we find midnight double feature uh you can find mdf on instagram um our mdf mdf mm. our our username on there is uh midnight double feature all one word obviously um we're getting some pretty. We got a pretty good bump with our followers recently. Like, I uh, don't mean to brag, but I'm kind of, kind of fucking loving it. Um, we're also on Facebook. Uh, we've got two pages. We've got Midnight Double Feature where we post all of our content updates and things like that, all the official podcast <coughs> stuff. And then we've got a kind of like a fuck around meme page where we post all the news as well. Um, that's called the After Party. Uh, two words: After Party. Um, you can also email us uh, if you have any issues or if you want to just talk say hey good day how you doing uh that's 
midnightdoublefeature at gmail.com um, also you can listen to our podcast almost everywhere now um, not only iTunes Spotify or Google Play you can now listen to us on YouTube um, that was a good idea from Matt so thanks Ooh. thanks for that Matt um, our content automatically gets pushed to YouTube so really happy about that um, Colin and I have a pretty special uh, feature presentation coming up. We're covering Super 8 from J.J. Abrams. You know, Matt, I love J.J. Abrams. Mate, I, um, love, I love Super 8. That movie's oh, fucking gold. Well, are you joining us on that or what? Because you missed out on the Flatliners app. Yeah, maybe, maybe. We'll see. We'll <laughs> see. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll let the the audience uh, we'll leave them in suspense. All right, all right. We'll leave them in suspense. Look, guys, thank you so much for listening. It's been another great uh, upcoming attractions episode. Matt, thank you so much for covering the news with me this week. Thank uh, you. Get some rest, get better, and we'll see you guys next time. Thanks, guys. Bye.